welcome to the Healthy Catholic Moms podcast, where we make moving and nourishing our bodies a priority so that we not only fulfill our vocations, but excel in our callings. I'm Brittany Pearson, a Catholic wife, mom, and personal trainer, and I'm here to help you build healthy habits that actually fit your life. I am here to teach you how to get the results that you want and maintain the results that you want without spending hours at the gym or meal prepping all weekend long. I understand. I am right here with you, getting my workouts done in the nooks and crannies of time, looking up recipes while nursing babies, and trying to prioritize my own health amidst everything else going on. But I have really good news for you. You can get the results you want in less time without doing hours of cardio and restrictive dieting. I am going to teach you how to use strength training and eating in a macro balanced way to get you feeling so good in your skin, full of energy and strong to carry out your life, okay? (laughs) On this podcast, we'll delve into how to lose fat in a simple, sustainable way, what your workouts and nutrition should look like during different seasons of life, like during pregnancy and postpartum times, We'll also discuss healthy, quick meals and how to get them on the table, make food that kids will actually want to eat, mom hacks for making your day run more smoothly, and so much more. All the while with continuous encouragement to stay the course and live with discipline. This is a place where we're striving to steward our bodies well in order to joyfully serve. I am so happy you're here. Let's dive in. Hello, hello, my friends. Welcome to today's episode. Thank you for joining me. We're just going to have a little chat. <laughs> I'm going to let you know a couple of things that went really great for me this year. Uh, next episode, we're going to be getting into goal setting and looking ahead to a beautiful new year and planning to make it productive and a time of growth and all of that without making ourselves crazy. I'm not about that or about hyper productivity for the sake of productivity, but I am into the idea of turning a profit on our time. And I try to do that myself. So I wanted to share with you first, just kind of a couple things that worked well for me this past year in hopes that maybe it is something worth considering how to work into your 2024. If you're not doing some of these and think maybe it would benefit you as well. I do want to say now, and also this is the first episode after Christmas. So I hope you had a wonderful Christmas. (laughs) I'm all over the place on my dates because I am pre-recording these before the baby comes. So hopefully, um, I just hope all you had a a wonderful Christmas and I know it was probably crazy and moms do all the things, but I hope that you had a joyful one with all your people. Um, so also because that's what made me think of it, looking at the date here, I, No, I told you all about the options of the upcoming programs available in an episode that dropped December 15th. So if you want to know that, um, just what's ahead, the fat loss programs, the monthly workout programs, you can go back and listen to that. I just wanted to let you know, since I glanced at the date that this is coming out, that a lot of those early bird pricing options or bonuses for, for the eight week program, there's bonuses that expire if you sign up after January 1st. So I want you to be aware of that. You could still sign up. The The program kicks off January 15th. So as long as there are still spots available, you have time to join, but bonuses expire January 1st. And then in the Chasing Greatness group, you only have until January 15th to get a whole month free when you sign up, which is a really great deal that I can only offer until January 15th. So 
go check those out on the website or an email came out December 21st. And I believe December 28th, another one should be coming out, just giving you another reminder. So that'll come out right after this too, if you need those reminders. But all right, on to the things that really did, I, I'm calling them game changers for me. They were game changers. Okay, number one is the daily family rosary. And I am not sharing these with you. Like when I made this list, I was like, okay, Brittany, you know the whole scripture verse about when you pray in secret, like pray in secret. Your father who hears you in secret will repay you in secret. So yes, I'm not here to be like, and this is what we did. And it's so great. I just have talked about this. Um, so I'm not telling you so that I you can pat me on the back because that's not <laughs> my intention behind this, but we have struggled with this for a long time. And I have shared on the podcast, if you've been here a while, and some of you've been here right from the beginning and know my life story, unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately for you to have to know my life story. But um, this is something that my husband and I used to struggle with. I used to struggle with. It was always on my goal list. So when we did talk about goals, a lot of times it was like, pray the daily rosary. And I shared that back in college, like I had a really good groove going of praying a daily rosary, praying a daily chaplet, like going daily mass a lot of days, you know, that was a good spot for me. And then I had fallen so far away from saying it daily that I'm like, okay, I really need to get back to just like praying a daily rosary. Like Our Lady of Fatima, if you are not familiar, has asked us to pray it daily, right? So that's a good enough reason for me, but yet it wasn't good enough to actually get this going. Now, I'm definitely not here on this podcast to tell you like I prayed every single day of 2023. And actually this change didn't even happen until mid-year. I think it was about May, but I just share with you that before this, we were struggling to figure out how to make this work. I was trying personally to do it. Then my husband and I were trying to do it together. We've tried lots of different things. I'd hear different suggestions on different podcasts that I listened to, like um, that she, like, I can't even remember what podcast, but I remember the host saying like she and her husband were striving to do four decades on their own throughout the day and then come together for one decade at the end of the day so that they could close it out together. So we were trying to do that for a while, but that got messy. So it was like, well, did you get yours in yet? No. Okay. Well, I already got my four in. So like <laughs> you know, the whole thing. And then when it was just personally like, okay, let's just try to do it separately on our own. Cause that's easier and more convenient. Like you do it on your commute to work. I'll do it when I work out or whatever. And then a lot of nights it just left me trying to pray before I went to bed and and then I, um, I remember chatting with Melissa from the Saints Alive podcast too. And she said that she and her husband do it, pray it every single night before they go to bed. That logistic just seemed hard for us too of like, but what if we're watching football on the couch and then we're like, okay, well, we'll watch football and then we'll pray it after. Or obviously we could do it first. It's just a whole weird thing. Where we've come to, <laughs> the tip that I have to share with you of what changed is we decided to start praying as a family. And honestly, my six-year-old, see, this is what happens. Your kids get older and they start asking you questions. You're like, oh, we had watched the Our Lady of Fatima video. There's a cute little, if you do not know what the CCC videos are, that's the productions of it. We have the formed app on our Roku and they have um, a video called The Day the Sun Danced. You actually could get the really OG. It's the DVD I watched as a kid, <laughs> but I watched it on VHS. There's a DVD of it as well and all that stuff, but it's about Our Lady of Fatima. And my six-year-old was like, so Mary asked us to pray the rosary every day. I was like, mm -hmm. he's like, so why do we only do it on Sundays? <laughs> I was like, oh man, because I think you guys can't sit still enough. Like, honestly, I had to sit down and be like, why don't we do it as a family? And truly my reasoning, and I think my husband's too, probably I don't want to put words in his mouth was like, we just assumed that our kids were too little for it, honestly. And then 
like scheduling is a whole nother thing that we're like, well, if kids have extracurriculars or this, that, like, how's this going to look some nights? I'm, you know, usually like one night a week, I try to work, um, when he comes home. So we hand off the reins and I either go to a coffee shop or I disappear. And then, you know, one night a week he works late. So, you know, I just honestly was like, wow, but, but why aren't we? Because, and I had a million reasons for it, reasons for it. And at this point we were in a little groove too, of, giving the kids a show before nap and then giving the kids a show before bedtime. So it's always like a 20 minute show, you know, whether it's wild crats or super book or something about 20 to 30 minutes before nap and then 20 to 30 minutes before bed. And then like the whole bedtime or nap time routine. So that was just what we did. And I think that the idea of praying the rosary at night, I was like, Oh my gosh, like we can't, this is going to prolong everything. If they're going to get a show and the rosary, this, that. So basically we restructured to just one show a day, somewhere between like one and 4 p.m. Usually it's usually like that quiet time kind of a thing. Um, and then at night we've been praying those who just whoever's home. So maybe one night a week I miss it. Maybe one night a week he misses it. But um, or if, you know, we have other plans or whatever, we if we're in the car all together somewhere, we'll pray it on the way home, that kind of a thing. And this is something, obviously, we're going to have to revisit through the seasons of if it seems like our kids are all running around eventually after dinner, like there's not that right now they're all pretty much going to bed at the same time. But, you know, maybe we need to reassess and do it like around dinner time if we're all eating family dinner together, but people have other things going on at night. You know, I don't know what this is going to look like through the years for our family. I do know that once we made the decision to do it, made the equipment to do it. It was in about May and the first month was terrible. <laughs> so I do know that. I'll tell you that up front. This reminded me of actually when clients say like, how do you work out around kids? And I'm like, you just do it and they get used to it. And then they're like, no, but they're climbing on me or no, but they won't leave me alone or no, but this I'm like, no, just like keep pushing through it. And eventually they get used to it. And then I've got all the tricks. Like you can listen to episodes on that. So I do advise certain things like letting them start with you, not saying, no, go away, no, go away. Like let them just start with you and they'll get bored and they'll go away. Those kind of little tips and tricks, but then they do just get used to it. Same thing with the rosary that honestly, the first month it was like a revolving door of people getting sent to their rooms. <laughs> and then like a month later, my husband and I were talking about it one night. We're like, wow, it's been fine now. Like, can you, do you remember how terrible it was? And like, we all were just mad <laughs> like, thinking this is the worst. And now it's like so beautiful and so peaceful. Our kids are six, four, and two, and then the baby. And we all just snuggle together. That like right now it's winter too. So we just like keep the lights off and I just light some candles. And it's like a really calm, peaceful way to be together as a family before the bedtime routine. And it's just been so lovely. Like it's such a weight off my mind too, knowing that I am praying it every day, most days. And not trying to fit it in and like have that whole scramble of like, why did this take us like seven years to get to <laughs> the consistency point? I don't know. God was probably thinking the same thing up there. Like, why is this taking you so long? But it, we've just really seen the fruits of it in our kids and ourselves, like even just feeling the, you know, the grace is not like, oh, wow, instantly holy, but definitely feel the support of grace throughout the days um, that's come with it and all that. So I can't recommend enough because my only reason before it was like, yeah. What is my reason? <laughs> I just have these preconceived notions in my head. Like our kids are too little. Well, if you, if we don't start ever, like when are we going to start? So 
maybe let this be your little nudge to uh, maybe start that. And we, again, just started with one day a week and then eventually did that. But that was the first thing that really was a good game changer for us in 2023. The second thing was me prioritizing outside time. So I've always prioritized it for the kids and I've shared on here before the goal of hitting a thousand hours outside and all that kind of stuff. But for me personally, I think this was the year that I most prioritized getting outside to the point where if it was like between me going for a walk by myself or me doing a workout or even like, I mean, you obviously can always work out outside, but sometimes when it came down to just being outside on the deck or outside somewhere for five minutes versus doing something more physically demanding or that might quote unquote, like promote fat loss, I prioritized being outside. And the mental benefits, physical benefits of this is like unparalleled. My absolute favorite is to be outside during sunrise. So like first thing um, in the day, but, and here's the caveat to this, like this has not been happening for me at the time of, I'm recording this in October. This has not happened in the last couple of weeks because it just rises so late. Like my kids are already up half the time we're not half the time, but like some days we're driving in the car at sunrise. And I'm sure a lot of you are in that same boat too, where that has just not happened the same way as it could in the summer. But where summer, I think this is the first year too, that I just wasn't training clients at that time. I was usually training clients in person or on Zoom. Cause I'm like, why didn't I do this before? And I realized it was because I actually had the mornings and to take my devotional or my Bible or my whatever, just my coffee, even for silent prayer time, like out on the deck. First thing in the morning was fantastic. Right now I'm not in that space just due to time and whatnot and weather, but I will still like at, at right now it's not winter yet. It is fall at recording this, but I will bundle the kids up. We will go outside at least once a day. I will make sure I get my butt out there maybe without them. If it's really not great weather or I just, you know, sometimes you're just too tired to do the dance of getting everybody ready to go outside when you have little ones <laughs> and, but just prioritizing for myself or even like at nap time, thinking outside the box with this, if this is you, because this is me where I'm like, well, I can't just go for like, I'd love to go for a daily walk, but that doesn't work with my husband's work schedule and my life and this and that. And like now, now our amount of kids of like getting everybody out the door to go on a daily walk, it's just way more production. We actually have to like homeschool and things like that, which yes, that can be part of your homeschool day. But I'm just saying like, you know, logistics are at play. But even if, if I've just kind of done the mental, like, oh, I haven't even been outside yet today. I will skip folding laundry. I will leave the dishes. I will do whatever. And if it's nap time, I will just put on my boots and my coat, whatever, and go trudge around my own driveway for 10 minutes. Um, that's what I was doing last year too, when it got to like, where the sun was kind of coming up before they woke up. Like I remember that early spring time, but there was still snow and stuff. I would do that, just throw on a winter coat and go walk around my backyard and walk laps in my driveway. And that, I mean, there are so many mental benefits listed from getting outside. And I truly felt that this year of like, oh my goodness. Okay. So enough to, again, like I miss it when I can't do this. So maybe that needs to make its way on your goal list for 2024. Uh, last one that definitely helped me out and enhanced my life in 2023 was setting limited social media times. So I really, really tried to get, I was not hundred percent with this. I was not hundred percent with 
any of these three, but what you do most of the time matters more than what you do some of the time. And all in all, I really tried to set social media times to only three times a day when I, not exactly when I woke up because I try not to look at it right away. But um, before the kids were up, I had my like initial flip somewhere, usually like the last kind of thing I do before they wake up as I'm getting breakfast ready or something. And then nap time when like it's kind of that or lunchtime, whatever. I sometimes call it my union break. <laughs> it depends if they're getting a show at this point or if I it's quiet time for other people or they're reading or whatever. And it's like, okay, it's the house quiet time and I'm eating lunch or I'm just, this is when I usually check in with work emails, that kind of thing. I will check in with socials. This is a lot of times I'll make the post if I haven't pre-scheduled one. So early morning, midday, and then at night at some point, um, again, tried to be away from my kids. And, but at that point too, then that's when I get to hang out with my husband. So in general, my social media usage went way down in 2023, but I tried to really stick to like with at set times and within set like parameters. I never went and, you know, use any of the fancy, like make the app kick you off after an allotted amount of time or anything. <laughs> but I just, I felt this is another thing like the outside time. I felt such a good return on that investment move there that I, it made me want to do it. Like I didn't want to just open social. Once I started seeing the benefits, like I was way more present with my kids. I wasn't distracted. I wasn't getting drawn in by a million different things a day. That's what really taxed me in previous years that I'm sure a lot of you can relate to where you're just having a fine day and then you decide to flip through Instagram or Facebook and find out like the devastating bombing that happened wherever. And all of a sudden you're like, mood is shot. You're your kid tries to ask you something and you're like snippy and short. You're like, hang on. Well, I didn't like, cause you're inviting something else in. I, I know a lot of us are really passionate about this topic. And a lot of you are just even off of social media in general now or off of one platform or another. I am on it for the nature of healthy Catholic moms. You know, I think that it's worth putting the health and fitness content out for you guys free, the free workout tips or whatever. Same reason I do this podcast, but I just need to put up, you know, boundaries for myself to not get like engrossed in that whole world, because I do think it's tough that we would not be exposed to all the problems of the world at every minute <laughs> if we didn't have this instant access. So that was really helpful for me. And then my last little bonus one, I believe was my tip um, or this conversation from 2022, which is silent prayer time. That has been like another huge rock in my day. And this does not have to be long. It is not sometimes for me. Sometimes it is like seven minutes long for me. Sometimes it's a half hour. Sometimes it's an hour. But in my morning prayer time, I will usually read some kind of spiritual reading, read the Bible. Sometimes I journal. Sometimes I just have silent prayer time. But there's always at least a little bit of silent prayer time in there where I just sit, my eyes closed, and I breathe deeply, and I try to listen rather than talk. And it's like just given me such a calm start to my day that I really miss when it doesn't happen. So that's a little bonus tip. That was my biggest game changer from last year. Maybe one of these four will be helpful to you and start thinking about what goals you want to set for 2024. Maybe pray about that too. Of Like what is God telling you you should focus on in 2024? Um, some of us do words of the year. I do that sometimes too. 
Um, actually I've done it for the past several years. So I'm going to also take the time to do that. I actually sat down to record a couple podcasts in a row together and I looked at what was on deck and was like, Oh, I need some silent time and prayer time with that. I have not yet set my goals for 2024. So I will have to give it time before I record the next episode, but that is what's on deck. So I will have done that (laughs) by the next time you tune in, we will chat together about goal setting in general, the categories I do, and I'll share my own with you as well. All right. I hope you have a great rest of your day, ladies. Don't forget to go check out the programs if you haven't yet. And I will talk to you next time.